This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and we are pleased to be joined now by, uh, well, I'm not going to say he's the newest member of the Steelers uh, because he's been with the Steelers, but he's been one of their big uh, free agent signings in this offseason uh, as we uh, now know it, and that will be uh, starting uh, offensive tackle Zach Banner. Zach, how are you doing? Dale, Matt, thank you guys for having me, man. This is awesome. I'm really excited. and Honestly, I had a really good workout today, and life is good, man. The sun's out in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you mentioned you're working out, and I know a lot of fans are, are interested to know where you're at in your rehab. Of course, uh, going down, you went down with that ACL tear. It's been, what, seven months now? Yeah, it has, man. Um, we're looking, just so you guys know, uh, had a conversation. This is, you know, this is more of a, hey, general understanding, high hopes, as long as everything keeps going as it's going, I mean, looking back, I've been running. I've been uh, start cutting soon, start doing things soon. I've been already doing football-specific movements, um, strengthening the knee, putting strengthening the muscles around the knee. Everything's been going really, really well. Um, got double-checked during free agency by a second opinion um, out on the West Coast and a very, very high-profile doctor who, Touch, you know, felt my knee and moved it in certain different ways and looked at it and said, Zach, this doesn't feel like a six-month knee. This feels like a nine-month knee. Just keep doing what you're doing. But at the same time, we have to be smart about the joint and we have to be smart about the medical side about it and let that let that new joint and everything mature. Um, but we're looking at being fully back in nine weeks. Just sum that out today. Wow. That's uh, that's great news, for, for not for just for you, but for the Steelers as well. Uh Sounds like uh, assuming that we have some kind of uh, mini camp this year, you could partake. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's the plan, and just staying optimistic from there. But let's say we get there from nine weeks from now, right? Like you said, that's mini camp time. That's usually around there. Um, if things just, I don't want to say look south, or things slow down, or we need a couple more weeks, the biggest thing is being ready to produce during camp and during the season. You know what I mean? And it feels it feels really good because I've been feeling the love and feeling the you know the welcomeness is really isn't really a word but you know what I'm trying to say um, arms wide open at the facility for a, a year or two now um, the support from the coaching staff for a year or two now um, it's gradually built up more and more so having that love on paper now um, kind of just allows me to settle down stay out here for the rest of the off season. And um, just kind of just move in the direction of focusing on myself and picking up the guys around us because we need to work, you know what I mean? And, and it's really about the team. It's not about me. And I need to be ready to produce for my team. So how that works is staying on track with everything I'm doing, being optimistic about, you know, being a couple months out. But at the same time, the best thing I can do is protect myself and keep doing what I'm doing. Zach, Marquis oh, uh, Pouncey is retired. Uh, Al Villanueva probably won't be back with the team. I mean, most likely, who knows? Stranger things have happened. But I'm just curious, 
What kind of effect did those two men have on you on the field, off the field, in the O-line room? They were big presences, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be real, man. Like, Pounce, from a leader's standpoint, but also like a work standpoint. Like, Pouncey and I, um, alongside with a couple other consistent guys like Jordan Dangerfield, um, are usually the first three in the building in the morning. Um, and that's not to like, that's not to like, you know, crap on other people's work ethic because mm-hmm. when we we get in there early, that just means we get out earlier later, if that makes sense. So there's guys who like to get their workouts in the afternoon, but being there with him in the morning and like feeding off that vibe and energy, that energy is a work energy. And you, it's not so much about a vocal. Does that make sense? And what he says, it's what he does. And I've learned that from him. So putting that, it, it, putting that energy and time into work and living at the facility has taught me to not only take my game to the next level, but adopt that mid-year vet-type leadership to where let other people feed off your energy while they see you work. And you guys know me. I mean, I am a little bit more vocal than others, but it's not so much about, you know, correcting people or changing things. It's it's about being the energizer bunny for the not only the offensive line but for the team. And then you talk about Al. I would have to say from a tackle standpoint, um, a lot of individual work with Al mentored me, especially him being a big guy just like me. But also other life things, man, like the reading a lot and like educating myself and like, t- you know, taking pride in reading news and, and, and having a life outside of football that supports football, if that makes sense. And let's honestly, since we're giving shout outs, let's talk about the other two vets that have given me, you know, huge wisdom on and off the field is Ramon Foster, obviously. Like he's just like when he left, that kind of took the other half of the spirit of the room. Does that make sense? Like he, I brought in one half and he brought in the other and we were, you know, just two vocal big guys that like to have fun and build relationships. I mean, he's the one that taught me to believe in myself because as you guys know, you've been here in Pittsburgh a very long time. He was able to do that for so many years and, and believe in the, like believe in what I want to believe in, you know what I mean? And believe in, building Zach Banner and and how does that help the Pittsburgh Steelers and that's what his character was for so long and the last but not least is Double D David DeCastro who I was optimistic about playing you know next to um, this last year until I got hurt and things like that but Double D is Double D kind of the thing that he's taught me the most is really just like staying the path of like not diverting myself. Like you can't get double D to get a long interview. Like, I don't know if you guys, like when's the last time double D was on the radio? You know what I mean? I don't want to crap on him, but that's just not his style. Like he sticks to that. So I ask him all the time, like, Hey man, do you think like, what do you think about this? And he's like, bro, if you love it, do it. That was probably the, those four right there um, are, are just probably the biggest mentors I've had on this team. To be and, honest with you. and you just mentioned guys that had been here for a long time. Uh, when you first got to Pittsburgh, did you foresee a day where where you would be re-signing a, a big contract like this? I mean, you would you were a guy that that had kicked around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, how I feel about this contract is not only like I'm floating, man. Like sometimes, like I gotta like these last couple of days. 
I, I'm not going to say I've been acting different, but where I've just kind of been going to work, working out, going to rehab, checking in with the guys that are there, but like really kind of sticking to myself with a couple tweets here or there. But I just, it, it seems unreal right now. But at the same time, I'm just going to be honest, like this isn't the end dream, you know? Um, like, like I said, Super Bowls, um, Pro Bowls for individual things, like, being a top tackle in the NFL is a dream of mine, but it's going to take work. I got to beat this injury. I got I got to get my game right. I got to put stuff on film. I got to evaluate myself and change my game. It's a work in progress. But at the same time, to answer your question, Mike, did I ever dream about this happening with the Steelers? I did when Coach T brought it up after my first year here in the middle of the season, you know, when he was talking about make yourself a guy here. And then I came back and played jumbo tight end all – that next season, and then I came back and, you know, started the season after that. I, I feel the progressions in my game, and that humbles me enough to keep working towards that goal of, like, like I said, I idolize how Pounce comes in and people feed off of his, his work ethic and his effort and his passion for the game. I could, did not see myself, obviously, when I was going from team to team of doing that in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform. But I've always told myself waking up, going to workouts early in the morning, losing weight, eating right, doing all that things, all those things to help rebuild um, my career. I will say that those things in itself have, I, I've always dreamed about this. I just didn't dream about it in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Our guest, uh, Zach Banner, of course, Steelers offensive tackle. Uh, Zach, you, when you come to the Steelers organization and, and you're an offensive lineman, uh, you mentioned some of those guys, uh, you know, Ramon Foster, Matt Filer. These are guys who are undrafted and, and work their way into a starting position. Is that is that something that, that, you know, coming into this organization, you look at and go, okay, they don't seem to care where they get these guys from. They just want to they, – they just put the best five guys on the field. Yeah, and that's – that's, that's... Uh, that's the first thing Coach T told me when he first got here. I know you probably heard him say that before in his interviews. We don't care where you came from. You know, that's, that's <laughs> like, we don't care how you got here. We just care about you being here and how you can help us. You know, that's his typical thing. I, I've kind of been living by that motto, but also just kind of learning from my past mistakes, man. Like, some of, some of my biggest regrets are in college, not getting, not getting you know, my binge eating and the weight problem handled because I knew I could have been a higher draft pick. And coach T has told me that many times in the early stages of me being here a couple of years ago, he's like, I need you to stop. He, or he, you know, it's not like I talk about it, but it was his way of motivation. He would tell me, he said, you would have been, he said, you would have been a top, a top round pick if you got, a, you got your, your crap together, but now you do. So don't live in the past. You know what I mean? Live in the now. <laughs> That's the biggest thing that I've learned from this team. And other inspirational guys like Matt, you know, when we lost him just now, like that was probably the closest friend I had on the offensive line, um, him and Shoots. Like, I, it, 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 I'm happy for the guy, but at the same time, like that life-changing money in whatever form that is individually, that, that, like this, I'm very, very grateful for this contract. I really am. But this still is, a let, from an individual standpoint, I got to prove it, right? And I got to prove it for the next one. But that life-changing money that him and Mike Hilton and Bud Dupree and all that type of stuff, like that is obviously a, a dream in the middle of my list. 
especially like individual goals and team goals like that's in the middle of my list it's always been a dream since i was a kid zach last thing i have for you is can you tell our listeners a little bit about adrian clem the, the new offensive line coach absolutely I'm, I'm um in the past like my development in these past two years is a huge chunk to him because uh, people don't understand head offensive line coaches are really like, not only are they handling the whole offensive line, but they're so deep into week by week, the scheme and the run game and the pass protections and stuff like that. They don't really get to work with developmental guys. Like I was when I first got here, my individual game, Chooks, um, Kevin Dotson being so successful in his first year, other guys stepping up and filling in for roles and things like that, their development, like J.C. Um, Hassenauer and, and, like, a bunch of the th- times you see and you see those flashes and also some of the consistencies of keeping vets maintaining their game during Pounce's last couple years and the other guys. Like, a lot of that individual work came from Clem because he was the one that had to do that when he first got here work with guys on their pass sets, work with their individual game. So that's one thing that I'm very, very excited because from a technique standpoint, he takes a lot of pride in that. Now, when it comes to scheme and things like that, I'm excited about this whole offense. I want to kind of take the pressure a little bit off the Clem because that's that's Canada's job to be able to spread it amongst Faulkner, him, you know, Ike, everybody. But when it comes down to, like, our offensive line needs to get better we need to get better. Like we know that not only like as individuals, but as a unit and for us to step up, especially um, this off season and going into an off season that might be virtual. It might not. We, we have no idea because of COVID and the NFL PA and the NFL, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to go into any other off season like this with this kind of challenge as a team with anybody else other than Clem. And that's why they did the interview process. They checked out other coaches. You know, we met them, and we met with people and stuff like that. And the, the, at the end of the day, that's the decision that Coach Tomlin made, and it, I, I support that decision 100%. Zach, uh, we, uh, um, I talked to you, uh, I believe we may have chatted a little bit in the, in, in, in the summer, uh, and I, I mentioned that I talked to some people within the organization, and they viewed you as a potential left tackle candidate. Uh, did they give you any indication when, when you signed your new deal, whether you'd be on the right side, the left side? How's that going to work out? Man, it, at the end of the day right now, I really don't care about which side. And, no, to answer your question, no, they haven't given us any too many directions in that. But, like, at the same time, like, they've had conversations about who is who and who is that and, you know, like, in protection of – being able to talk to you guys so Bert doesn't take away, you know, my, I'm not allowed to discuss depth chart. But we need to we need to acknowledge that we have a great upcoming talent like Chooks. You know what I mean? He wants to get better. He wants to do those type of things, and he's in there every day with me in the in the morning, going through the late morning, and sometimes in the early afternoon. Like we're spending many hours at the facility, you know, developing our game, getting stronger, getting faster. Um, I'm getting healthy. He's getting better. Um, whoever we add to the tackle department, you know what I mean? And hopefully, I hope Al comes back. Um, I, I don't want to lose him. You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to be honest, that's just me publicly saying that. But, like, we all understand that there's a business, and we're going to be ready to fill in at wherever we are. The bottom line is, is I'm one of 64. 
I'm, I'm one of 64 starting tackles in this league. So with that being said, I really don't care what side it is. And at the end of the day, whatever side we both, you know, are, are put on or whatever side I'm put on, I want to produce at a high level. And that's all that matters. Like if I go to right tackle, it's not because I sucked at left. It's because it's, it's, it's just that's the way it is. And I, I don't mind that at all. There's a lot of guys who make great careers at right tackle. Absolutely. And uh, one last thing here. They did get uh, – the Steelers did get your former uh, inc- uh, your former and current teammate. You guys were teammates at SC and, uh, of course, still teammates with the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster under contract uh, for the 2021 season. What does that mean for this offense? I know, like – I know that this team needed that. that we, we needed that because it's – it's a guy in the locker room that is also another energizer bunny, depending on how he plays and the attitude that he brings in every day. And that's always energetic. You know what I mean? That's always wants to produce at a high level. When he catches the ball, he wants to run somebody over. When he catches the ball, he wants to score. He wants to block. He wants to do all those type of things. And the bottom line is, as I know Juju, he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, just like I do. Like we love it here. You know what I mean? Um, for different reasons. Both of our careers kind of uh, – I, I would have to say the best part of my career started here in Pittsburgh because of Pittsburgh itself, and I know he feels the same exact way. Um, it's almost as if I was like an imaginary draft pick, you know what I mean, because we're, 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 we're in the same class and I was drafted and I was drafted by another team and being on an active roster the whole time, it just – it feels that way. It doesn't feel like I've played anywhere else. So I wouldn't want anybody else here. Um, at the wider, wider, wide receiver position to fill in for his spot. You know what I mean? And I know that's how the rest of the team feels. So I'm super ecstatic that he's back. My guy, my college teammate, um, love him to death. He, he deserves everything that he's earned and what he's going to get, too, in the future. Zach, we appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Uh, had your uh, workouts today. I'm sure you got some more stuff to, to get to today. But uh, we do want to thank you for dropping by. Uh, that was uh, Steelers offensive tackle Zach Banner. Uh, one of their big free agent signings of this offseason. Uh, Zach, we'll uh, catch up with you again soon. Hopefully we get to see you in person soon. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too, man. And Dale and Matt, thank you guys for having me, and God bless. Talk soon. All right, we'll see you. That was, of course, again, Zach Banner, uh, Steelers offensive tackle. Uh, good young man. Yeah, um, great. You know, has worked hard to get to where he is at here with the Steelers, and uh, we appreciate him dropping by. We don't often get players. No, on the drive, except the training camp. Training, training camp, we camp get some guys. Yeah, yeah. Mini camp as well. Mini camp as well, yeah. But uh, it's always nice to catch up with players. Haven't gotten much of a chance to do that uh, in the past year uh, because Very of the situation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I wanted to touch Matt on a couple of things that he said there in, in terms of the where he's at in his rehab. That's that's. Uh, that's a big deal for the Steelers if he's able to be out there for minicamp. No question. I mean, especially if he's going to have to be practicing on, you know, you also mentioned the left-right thing. Is Chooks going to be the left? Is Banner going to be the left? Who knows? But they're very different. I mean, it's a, you want him to be settled in a spot as early as possible, and his health is the obstacle there now. I mean, now he's under contract. Yeah, absolutely. So if they can get him out there for minicamp, that, that is a big, a, yeah. a big, big deal. And that's the thing with ACL injuries now. They're not the, the, the two-year process that they used to be. No, the Kajana Carter, you know, it, it, things have come a long way, obviously. And, yeah, it sounds very, very encouraging. He's working hard. Yeah. Um, also interesting that he noted that both he and Chooks have been in the facility on a daily basis working mm-hmm. out and, and getting better. I know people are looking at uh, – here's the thing. Uh, you know, 
I've gotten a, you know a lot of uh, feedback on well, Chooks was awful last year. Chooks was this. Chooks, it was his first year as a starter. Uh, yeah, I thought he did fine. You know, right. uh, you know, guys are allowed to get better. Without question. I mean, that was the deal with him coming out of school, too. You knew it was going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, but there were people that had him highly rated in that draft. Oh, sure. Including our friend Tony Pauline, I might add. Uh, oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? And, you know, it takes time. I mean, there were first I – mean, it wasn't that long ago. I can think back, you know, Eric Fisher was considered a bust. Right. Very now, right. all of a sudden, Eric – you know, the Chiefs get rid of Eric Fisher, and it's like, oh, my God, what are they going to do at left tackle? I mean, look at the way you know, Bud Dupree progressed year after year after being a high pick with a lot of tools. You know, some of these guys, it takes a little while. I thought he played more than fine, to be honest with you. I mean, and I think the best football's ahead for Chooks. Yeah, I think so as well. And I think the best football's ahead for Zach Banner as well. Uh, and you heard, of course, uh, him talk about the, the Steelers re-signing of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. as well. Um, I forgot the USC connection there. Yeah. Too. yeah. Uh, they were teammates at SC, now continuing to be teammates here with the Steelers. And, uh, you know, I, I think for that offense um, – in in some ways, keeping that nucleus of receivers together. Um, oh, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could they have could they have been a good offense moving forward if Juju had gone elsewhere this year? And, and yeah, because Claypool, Probably, right? Clay, again, D, Claypool and Deontay Johnson have aren't what they can be yet. Oh no, absolutely. And, and same I with James Washington. Washington. I think I think yeah. James Washington. But it gives them nice depth there that, you know. It's a heck of a four-receiver set. Yeah. There's, there's something for the stability and the timing and the same quarterback coming back. And in the end, I just think he was a bargain financially, Juju. You know, I mean, that, that was just a, a an offer that they had to take. I mean, because what you're getting there is a player that's worth more than what you're actually paying them. Right. So, you know, I, I think when you look at it that way, uh, you know, the Steelers' defense obviously going to undergo some changes um, this off season, uh, but the offense, other you know, other than the offensive line, is going to come back essentially intact. And of course, you're going to probably add a running back to the equation mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. So um, it needs an influx of talent. I mean, they've been heavily defensive oriented in terms of draft lately, and this year will probably change a little bit. Yeah, probably will. Uh, but we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you've been listening to the uh, the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We want to stop. We want to thank uh, Zach Banner, our special guest, for stopping by and having a chat with us there. We also want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air and keeping Zach on the air, which was always a plus. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.